0: I put a couple up there uh, on the podcast uh, file on the uh-huh. server. The one that you want, uh, I'm going to have to p- take it out of The Best of Nick, uh, piece it, okay. and pack it on MP3. I forgot I didn't do that. So. I Whenever. will do that tonight.
1: I definitely want that one. That's for sure. you have that one. <laughs> <That's> Nick. <laughs>
0: have, you, have you actually heard the, the episode? No. Oh my god, I'm telling
1: so, you, you, you don't do it. I'm blasting it at 83. <laughs> no, I will do it no, while we're walking no. around the convention center. Just no, blast you're... it. No, no, you are not. That's how Got good it is.
0: It's a good one. It's Trust my me, pride did, and joy.
1: He did not hit you as hard as you think he hit you.
0: It's my baby. <laughs>
1: it's my It's my baby, I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever
0: uh, that first half is just truly just just it's gold, it's gold. I've listened to it's uh going on eight times now,
1: <laughs> yeah, I've done about six. I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure once at one part of it, Gerald just kind of sat there like an evil scientist and went, it's alive,
2: it's alive. You take that much joy in listening
1: to my voice
0: for that many times. Yes, but it's the way your voice and what your voice says. It's it's it's. I don't think he
1: the, realizes some of the moments he's had.
0: No, he <laughs> hasn't.
1: Especially some of the ones where he goes off. Those are the best ones. Yeah. Because it's just like a bullet could hit you and it wouldn't stop you. You'd just be like angry Nick, mad, no like people. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you're, just, you're something else, dude.
2: <laughs> Welcome folks to Game Source Podcast episode 67. Seven. 67. Wow. Sixty-six episodes ago. We were just beginning.
0: It was just a memory.
2: Are we get a little terrier there, Gerald?
0: No, actually I feel like we're going down memory lane with that echo.
1: Echo, echo, echo. Yeah, hey, you heard that too, huh?
0: Yes, I did. <laughs>
1: Ah, the good old days
0: Yes
2: Yeah, so Well, who are you anyways? Who am I? Yes, let everybody know I'm Nick the host Or otherwise known as SOS Rage, the host
0: Angry Nick Because if you want to start saying the host That'll just have people start thinking about that bad movie that just came out The host with the most? No, the host that was the bomb Oh (laughs) (laughs) And not in a good way
2: Oh, I see Well, tonight We have two fine gentlemen on here Unfortunately, uh, I don't know where the rest of our crew is But we have Gerald and Jamie on Gentlemen
0: It's another beautiful evening in paradise
1: Hello everybody I'm also along for the writing parody so I never got one do we not remember how this all started
2: I thought it was insert coin insert here
1: (laughs) no it all started with I need a I need a catchphrase guys well why don't you make one up and I was like I don't know why doesn't somebody give me one here insert here but I was suggesting that someone insert a catchphrase
0: (laughs) Well, I'll insert this your first podcast was 23
1: I was close I said 24 Ah, oh, how time flies. It does, doesn't it? See that? 40 some podcast down and you guys are still stuck with me. You'll be back. I don't I don't need no stinking catchphrase.
2: You warned us. You guys will be happy to know that I've already began compiling through research today some uh, topics to talk about E3 that could get me very angry. <laughs>
0: Sweet. As long as you're oh. posting it regularly to your SOS Rage page, which they can see at SOS sosragehtml that's fine. Wow, by that's me- a mouthful.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean maybe angry is not the.
0: Correct. Or maybe you could go ahead and make another SOS rant that you can also – which you call Rage Review, which I call Rage Rant, which should be a Rage Rant, but you call Rage Review, which should be also as well. You can find on our podcast page as well or on download it free on our mobile app that's free.
1: Wow, Gerald must have had a Coke. That was a mouthful too. Yeah, it was. You said you rant let... and review so close together that I don't know how you didn't mess it up. well.
0: <laughs> You show know, long enough. That's what happens.
1: <laughs> Old man. The... <laughs> oh, he did it. <laughs> them, them, Them's fighting words. It's better the other thing I was thinking about saying. You know oh, wow.
0: i uh, just going to, one of these days, just upside his head.
1: Echo, echo, echo. <laughs> Paradise no. just got cloudy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 Let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> hey, hey, you can't say that. You know how much that costs to say that? <laughs> and Michael Buffer's gonna come down here. Uh uh-uh. Yeah? Yeah? He can come along with PETA. <laughs> I'd be more scared of Michael Buffer.
0: I'm scared of this echo.
1: <laughs> it, it is kind of scary. It's a little creepy. I wonder what PETA's doing right now. Do you think they're eating PETA? We don't. No, 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 no. Because we can't understand it. it, it you, you, saving you, you.
2: <laughs> of, saving some kind of furry animal. You Dude. know you like furry animals. Quit lying, Nick. Anyway, so, yeah, I have some juicy content for E3. Uh, well, not really. Maybe that's not the right, really the right way to put it either. I just am compiling some things that could possibly set me off.
1: That sounds better, you know. Juicy, that you now you want to scare people.
2: Well, yeah, I want to leave some mystery for the unknown. You know,
1: I don't want now people I'm, thinking
2: that I'm going to be angry when they could be quite pleasantly surprised.
1: Now I'm scared. <laughs> anyway, so
2: Xbox 720. Gerald, I think, shared a Facebook post, and I think before the podcast actually started, I was talking about how arrogant I thought Microsoft is. Yes, Microsoft. You guys are very arrogant. No, well, basically I,
0: what basically what I did, you know, if you watch, catch our news feed on our Game Source uh, page on Facebook, what we do is we post the latest and greatest. And there's been a lot of articles on exactly um, what the Xbox Seven Twenty is going to be. And uh, Nick, I think you saw some articles where uh, people working for Microsoft have commented on some of the, one of the features that that people are really getting up in arms about. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, the effect that... If you're referring to the fact that you have to... You'll, you'll again, until everything's officially announced, you'll uh, ha- need to remain online at all times to be able to play.
1: Oh, just deal with okay. it. Okay.
2: Now, now here's 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 the thing. You know, I... My problem is, is that Microsoft comes out of the blue and it's like, oh, suddenly we are... Here, we are passing the knowledge of the ancients down to you. Oh, guess what, everybody? We're releasing the 720. You know, it's like, you know, get get what's ever crammed up your out. I mean, you know, these guys just have like a stick that's so far up that it's like, you know, like they're they're handing us down knowledge that we've been anticipating for years. I mean, it was no secret that they were going to come out with another console. And you know what? It's like, face it, Sony beat you guys to the punch. You know, suck it up. You know, it's like uh, just like when Major Nelson put that thing out on, uh, you know, the, put put that information out, uh, and so it begins. So what begins? We already knew freaking E three was going to come. You're not telling us anything we don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, and then and then this guy's getting all this publicity. His name slapped all over the web. You didn't do anything. <laughs> all you did was you put a freaking post up that meant. I mean, I just, that's, it just, you know, what irritates me is that, you know, you have, you have these companies and, and, and this, locks the FCC.
0: <laughs> well, that's okay. That's why they invented a bleep.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Um, you know, but like, like for instance, when I think we were discussing on this previous podcast, Sony, for instance. Sony had, I think they had a sol- they had a pretty solid press conference. Even though for some ignorant reason beyond beyond understanding, they didn't actually show the console. However, I think the content and just the game engine, the Unreal Engine, a lot of the aspects overall that they showed and related to what the console's capabilities were going to be. Uh, I, I mean, I still think there was that you know, unweighted mystery that everybody was kind of waiting for them to maybe do, you know, hey, surprise guys, we are going to show it to you anyway. But I can understand leaving the mystery till E3. I, I was reading an article today, um, you know, regarding where, I mean, if they had released it prior to the June E3, same thing with Microsoft. If they released it prior to the June E3, then they would have only had to go into the conference reinforcing people On uh, price point, um, you know, the the technical aspects of it, hardware capabilities, software capabilities, all that other crap. Well, I have to be the bearer
0: of bad news. Even though uh, Microsoft, you know, the rumors have had Microsoft having uh, their announcement on, on the next Xbox in March. Then again, in April, the latest ones today, news today that was released that we actually reported on uh, and showed on our Facebook page at GameSource and also on our www.yourgamesource.com newsfeed, was that May twenty-first is a heavily rumored date for them showing off the X, new Xbox.
1: And that's oh, been heavily rumored. I think that one's going to be
0: concrete. If you get, if you had a certain date, if, if May twenty-first is not, you know, that can't be plucked out of the sky
2: it's just it, who cares I, I mean that that's that's what it that's what it ends up coming down to microsoft is like you, you know waiting waiting to satisfy everybody's wet dream who who cares i i mean there, we everybody already knew there was going to be a new console coming out they're not telling us anything that we don't know already so it's just you know when people put ignorant stuff out on the web like major nelson sorry dude i i, I mean we all knew E three was going to be the unveiling anyway. If they weren't going to do it sooner, and, and you know what? If they do it sooner, they're stupid. I because you know you're you. I, I just I think the article that that I was reading, and I I can't I'd reference it if, if I remember where I was looking on the web. I think I think they had they had the right concept. You, I think they just need to wait until the press conferences. You're going to have the most uh, you're going to have the most readily available and open audience. You're going to have the most available resources. You're going to have the greatest number of people, uh, the greatest number of free publicity you possibly can, and then you unveil it, reveal all the information at the show, and then you're not just basically summing it up, which inevitably that's what they're going to end up doing if they do show it prior to the conference. and They're just going to be basically concreting details and – I don't know, I guess during during the press conference that they're really adamant about doing a hands on demonstration, which I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that would really would surprise me, but yeah, so I'm done on
0: I'm, I'm done on that. I needed to get that out. Um, by the way, Jamie I remember yes. him saying he wasn't gonna be hosting the podcast today because he didn't have much to talk about.
1: I'm telling you, I mean whew. Good thing there wasn't much.
0: Good thing he drank <laughs> Mountain Dew.
1: I'm telling you know,
0: it's just, yeah,
2: I don't, I don't think that dude should get that publicity when he didn't say anything of any, anything that was absolutely relevant in the very least. And so it begins. What? It's like, why does anybody care about that statement so much? I just, that, I just don't get that. And for some reason, I, I was just, you know, reading that, and I think I saw that, and I'm like, you know. So, can I go out on the web and say the same thing, and suddenly everybody's gonna, you know, make a big spectacle of it?
1: No. Well, if we had the wallet that Microsoft had back in it, we could say whatever we wanted, and people would do the same thing to do them.
2: Yeah. Well, if I ever see him, I'll slap him with my wallet.
1: <laughs> okay. So about June eleventh, I should expect <laughs> to call Gerald to let him know that Nick's probably gonna need bail money because he slapped someone. All right, we're good. <laughs>
0: Thank good I'm anchoring coverage here in Las Vegas.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, okay. So, anyway, I, actually, I don't, I don't really know what relevance that had at all on what we were actually going to discuss tonight. But anyway, I saw Xbox. It, it sounded good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Xbox it was, 720. It sounded really good.
2: <laughs> As we were discussing, the Xbox 720, always online console, is an issue. Of course, it's an issue. Everybody, come on! You pirate you piraters out there, know that's an issue for you. Those people playing illegal games, you guys know that affects you too. So, basically, is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? Does it make you? Is it a make it or break it for you?
0: Um, but also, but let me ask you this: pirating aside. Uh, does it? What if somebody does not have a consistent or reliable online connection where they live in their part of the country and/or world?
2: Well, I mean, realistically, I, I mean, I would want to think that, you know, as an intellectual company, I, I as a matter of fact, I, I would hope as an intellectual company, I, I, I would imagine that somebody would think about this. Um, that that raises an excellent issue. I would uh, say that's a pretty prevalent problem. Because I'm sure there's rural areas of the United States and, and obviously rural areas worldwide, different countries, um, that have exactly that problem, that don't have available access to uh, uh, Internet, that people don't have the luxury of having consistent Internet and uh, connectivity all the time. So um, correct me if I'm wrong. That's not really a confirmed, is it? Isn't that just No, nothing's been
0: confirmed. Nothing's been confirmed. It's just when it's widely rumored to the point where someone from Microsoft actually comments on it and tells people in a basically uh, in a twitter feed uh, basically hashtag deal with it that's uh all but an out and out admission that at least as of this time. Their plans are to have always-on technology when they introduce uh, their new console units. Now, because that. of the severe backlash from individuals such as yourself and people all over, all over the internet on it, uh, Microsoft may change their their mind. But at least at this point, that you know, when you basically all some of that individual, the creative director um, for Microsoft, you <clears> know, <throat> states that I mean that's pretty high up on the microsoft uh, xbox food chain to me so that tells me at to this point that they're it's a go so
2: well i guess i can take their console and shove it where the sun don't shine then because uh that would be a very stupid and very idiotic thing for them to do and they're certain their their sales deserve to plummet and uh basically we should all make an xbox graveyard and burn their systems
0: and this was the myth coming from the man who said, kudos to you, Microsoft. Kudos to you.
2: Hey, I'm saying that that's the route we need to go
1: if they decide to go with this.
0: That's I true, and it I still remains to be seen. Go ahead, Jamie. Burning
1: Sony just a couple of weeks ago? That's hmm. correct. Not looking so bad now, considering now Microsoft just basically handed them the keys to the truck.
0: Exactly. And- and PS4 is now more developer-friendly. It's showing to be more consumer-friendly yeah. with some of the features as far as interactivity and whatnot. Um, it's just what's shown so far. and And to gamers... Um, as far as what's included underneath the box, seem to be make it so that at least uh, it's more attractive to consumers as far as being able to play a um, a near PC high end PC quality game. So,
1: and you don't necessarily have to be online. Now, granted, but, you get a little more features when you're online, but it's not necessary.
0: But also, as well, you got to think about the plus side of being always online. Everything's always updating, always downloading. Uh, if, if you're doing a, a downloading stuff, it's some something can constantly download in the background, and theoretically, you you can experience all the things you want to experience without interruption.
2: This is true. I still have I still have discrepancies with Sony with regards to how they're going to integrate the Vita uh, into a component with a PlayStation Four. So yeah, I understand. I burnt Sony uh, on, and you know what? Really, really, really realistically, since. There really has not been any concrete MSRP price announcement or anything else like that. So, you know, I just – Sony's presentation looked good. The games looked good. Overall, I think they're streamlining their concepts. And I really – I have to in, – in, in regards to what Sony's putting out there, I really have to give kudos to them in, in regards to really optimizing the system this time around to cater to what people actually want. Uh, You know, what a concept, right? And, you know, as as with Microsoft, again, you know, it just, I don't know, it just irritates me that, you know, they're so stuck up, you know, they're so full of themselves, uh, you know, they're so pig-headed and so, you know, self-absorbed that, you know, they they think that they can do anything and people are still going to buy their their crap system. And, And that's what's really, you know, that's what really irritates me most of all is that, You know, it's just that they're so self-absorbed and they're so, you know, they're they're just so full of themselves that they they think that, you know, oh, yeah, you know, we can make it an online system. But because we're Microsoft, it'll still sell. Well, you know, guys, I hate to, you know, wake up and smell the napalm, but, you know… It's not going to sell very well if if you if you're going to force people to do you know to to be online. And yeah, Gerald, I understand pirating aside, I mean, that's an excellent issue. Uh, it, actually, you know, if, if anything, that would probably be the core the core reason why you shouldn't do this is is because you're automatically assuming that every consumer who's going to purchase your product has internet connectivity, and and you're really ignorant if you re- if you think that is that. I mean that that's that's the nature of the beast, and it's not unfortunately. So, uh, you know, I have to I have to definitely agree, you know, on that. But I, that's just that's just how I feel about it.
0: I, I just, but, you know, if if eventually I'm going to connect, eventually it's just going to be the way that you know any future consoles uh, and things of that nature will eventually be an online only. Eventually, the world, or at least the most of the major industrialized nations, developed countries, what have you. We'll have enough of a worldwide Wi-Fi map to so where eventually any gaming system or anything of that nature you know, will be sold as an always online property. In fact, eventually it may not actually be in a form of a hardware piece. Um, you could see it evolving even more than that. I mean, it's just, well, it's just the way of technology. It's just eventually going to happen. It's just a question of is it going to be this next generation or the one after or the one after.
2: And, and I understand what technological advancement being is what it is. I completely agree that it's just going to be the way of the world. I mean, for instance, uh, you know, at certain parts when I had visited Texas, uh, it, came to a, it actually came to a surprise to me that I had available Wi-Fi while we were driving the vehicle. I I, I mean, it, you know, it's it's that's just the way of the world. And you're absolutely right. I, I understand that at some point Wi-Fi maps and and grids will be available to, to – Publicly, you know, it'll be a publicly accessible thing. However, we're not second. at
0: that Wait, stage your, Hold on. Were you traveling through Texas, did you say? Yeah. Did you have a cowboy hat on?
2: Shut up. <laughs> no, I did not.
0: Just the Spurs.
2: Just the Spurs. And, the, yeah, just the Spurs. <laughs> Ser- I, but, go, again, going back to what you were saying, though. I understand that's the way that things are going, but that's not the way it is right now. And I think it is a very a very stupid marketing move for them to introduce that concept right now because they are under the assumption that their console will still be just as successful if they decided to do it or they decided not to do it. And it's just that, that way of thinking I think is going to be – they're in for a rude awakening. They're in for a rude awakening if they think that no matter what they do, just like the big thing initially when the console war, you know, when 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 the announcements just started to leak and the rumors and things of that nature about the used game issue. How I mean, not only will that affect the consumer side, but look at look at. Uh, I mean, I, I hate GameStop, but that's beside the point. I mean, look at all the GameStops, and I mean, even even Best Buy that. Um, you know, Best Buys and Targets and Toys R Us and 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 all those other retail chains that have so largely um, integrated a component of their sales and the and their sales, you know, their their driven sales, you know, pitch towards the acceptance of used games and consoles and things of that nature. What's going to happen to all those retail avenues and outlets if they eliminate that? Again, it goes back to that 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 stuck up that that pig-headed totalitarian uh you know what no matter what we do uh whether uh, you know whether who it affects we don't really
1: care it's still going to sell
2: and and that's i think that's a very uh, a very uh, ignorant way to approach it
1: well see i was thinking about that same topic you were just talking about right now the other day but i took it a step further if you really want to think about it and get more into it You're looking at it's going to kill Redbox because no longer Blockbuster, no longer can you rent a video game because technically, when you pop those in, they're considered a used game when you pop them in. Mm -hmm. They're not fresh out of the box. You can't call me and go, hey, you know, I didn't get to finish Resident Evil 6. Can I borrow your copy? It's not going to do you any good. Yeah. I mean, the Steam box looks appealing at this point. So, you know, it's going to affect a lot of different avenues as a whole if that were to come to fruition. Yeah, they just – I mean
2: that, and that that's the thing that just irritates me is that they don't care. They don't care who it affects and that's not – that is not what – that's not what it should be about. It should well, be about – Because in the long run, it's not affecting them. Exactly. It's not affecting them. They don't and care. And that's the attitude they're taking. Exactly. Exactly. And that's – and and that's why – That's why I have to give I have I have to lean towards Sony in this in this you know in in respect to what the topic we're talking about because they Sony seems like they have taken a genuine approach in building their gaming system around what gamers want they actually seem like they valued the input and and I think they are integrating a lot of really unique features that is going to that's going to thwart. And uh, a lot of the a lot of what Microsoft is doing, and and just how they're they're physically streamlining their gaming system to be able to just and again, if you want the details, we're not going to go. I'm not going to get into it now. But you know, you can wa- of course watch the uh, the Sony press conference. But I mean, I don't know, Jamie. What do you think? I I think they really are taking the streamlining to an entirely new level uh, to be able to to watch your friends and everything play and be able to jump in and help them in the middle of a game. Jump back out uh, to be able to. To not even download the game, all all the you know the entire, you know the entire download of the game before you can just start playing it while it's downloading in the background. I mean, I think that's I think that's some pretty freaking cool stuff.
1: Yeah, but how many times have we seen something gotten all hyped up about it and then it never happened?
2: I know, and, and it never comes to fruition. But
1: so it, I really will get more into that and voice my opinion on that. Come June 11th when we set foot and I see it with my own eyes.
2: I I agree. I I mean, the concept. We can at least agree that the
1: concept. The concept is great. I'll concept. give I'll give them that. I will give you that. The concept itself is great. Yeah, I just yeah, Microsoft. They're on my crap list.
0: They're on what? <clears throat> Nothing. They're on your. they on. They're on your bad list.
1: Yes, there you go. They got a little bullet point like Peta. Oh, oh Peta.
2: Oh Peta. Peta 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 Peta. Don't you have some furry animal in the in, in the fort? You know what do you think? What do you think they really do outside of you know critique and and just irritate the out of everybody in the world. I mean, do they do you think they really serve a, do you think their their entities really serve a purpose? Do you actually think they're really out there at, you know, doing anything productive for the world other than, you know, griping and complaining at game developers? I mean, I wonder
1: what purpose they actually do serve in existence. You didn't get the memo? They work for
0: Microsoft. But do you, oh. but if people didn't think so, then they wouldn't be in business. People wouldn't keep continue to support them.
2: I, I don't know why
1: they support them. I should find them.
0: You go do that, mister. You go do because that.
1: furry little animals need a voice. Yeah. And PETA is that voice. Oh. So that's what they're
2: supposed... That's what they're doing. They're giving a voice to animals.
1: See that, Gerald? I shielded Game source under what I said. That's in correct. no way, shape, or form do we agree with what Angry Nick says.
0: The views he, he and opinions to... expressed by Angry Nick are, are his and his alone, and don't necessarily reflect those of Game Source, Game Source in Nevada, www.yourgamesource.com, com, or his mother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, had, you had to throw that one in there, huh?
1: It's a disclaimer. It has to go in there.
2: Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, okay, I don't want to go off and pita tonight. So. The numbers are starting to roll on in for games released in February and March, such as God of War Judgment, Tomb Raider. Um, uh, 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 um.
1: That's actually God of War Ascension. It was Gears of War Judgment.
0: Too late, Nick. You already did. I tried. Wait, what? You went off on PETA. You said you didn't want to go off on PETA. I said too late. You already did.
1: Oh. Yeah,
2: I just... Uh, maybe it was something I was reading about, Assassin's Creed, and then it just kind of sparked that again today. See see how dangerous it is when I actually do research this gaming stuff?
1: All I can say it's, is thank you, Mountain Dew.
2: No, no. You know,
1: it's just like, you know,
2: I'll tell you what, PETA just, man, I just, you know, they just, it's like they have, <laughs> I'm telling you, it, and they probably get paid. All this money that they supposedly get from all these these charitable causes, and what do they turn around and do? They try to destroy the commonality that we have with our beloved games, such as Mario. And, well, I don't know if Assassin's Creed would technically fall into the beloved game category, but it's a game that's been attacked by this vicious entity that seeks to destroy gaming as you know it. You guys just need to go and do something productive with your lives. Whatever the CEO does, which is probably virtually nothing since you guys obviously have nothing better to do with your lives than try to critique video games, which you really don't have any place in doing by the way because you probably know nothing about video games. And your statements and remarks are so idiotic and stupid that I really don't know where the basis of any kind of opinionated anything could really come from because your crap doesn't make sense. I mean does your PR person even read the crap that you put out on the internet? Seriously, guys? Do you read the crap that you even say? Apparently, apparently probably not.
1: Are we going to burn some bras or books now? And on that note... <laughs> no,
2: we're going to burn some fake frickin' fur coats or something. Yeah!
1: <laughs>
0: Okay
2: Anyway ah, I kind of went off a little
0: bit um. <laughs> Well what's the next subject You wish to talk about sir It's part of the com World famous game source podcast Number 67 which you can find Only right here on the Podcast page for com and also our free Mobile app <laughs> Look who we have here
3: It's the one and only.
0: Sounds like you're in the laundry. Or a car. Wait, really? Okay, there you go. Oh, sorry, my bad. It's the one and only. Were you on Spin Dry? (laughs) I think Uh, it was Fluff. It it was (laughs) D-Wrinkle. Nick, who has joined us on the podcast now?
1: That would be Chris. He snuck in to say...
3: What's up, world? How's everyone doing, by the way?
0: Very well. Uh, I, yeah, and- I'm pretty good, actually. I'm sorry. Okay. I've been listening to Nick for it. the past hour, so I guess it goes downhill from there. Oh, ah, yeah, dang!
1: Took a trip down Peter Lane. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I went from very well to pretty good to well. You know, it goes down south. But you go know, ahead. Why Nick. am I here? <laughs> I don't
2: want to go on Peter anymore. They make me sick. <laughs>
0: You were arguing against PETA what? They make
2: me sick. Flying, <laughs> <laughs> thieving, conniving. You just
1: love poking the bear, don't you, J. Cousin?
0: <laughs> well no, because that PETA would come back at him.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm sure they're gonna send him a, a stocking full of coal come Christmas time.
2: Yeah, well, send them back a present they don't want. Dang.
0: What is our next topic of bet we are talking about? To quote okay. Sam, is this a video game podcast?
2: Uh, (laughs) numbers are starting to roll in for games released in february march wait a minute i already said that tomb raider crisis 3 dead space 3 metal gear rising yeah aliens
0: that was a game
2: army of two jeez man
0: well they you know gearbox tells you it's a game yeah a bunch of other ones
2: you listed here well, some of these games are, well, for better lack of term, crap. Others were highly rated and promoted, and Bioshock Infinite, yes, according to Metacritic, it is one of the highest-rated games of this generation. I can see why. Yet they all fail at one level or another to meet sales goals and expectations. I guess
1: the question is why. Oh, wait. Let me ask you a question first. Did Sorry. you just say all the games prior to what you said before Bioshock were crap? No. Okay, I was hoping you'd catch that because I think you gave one of your craps a 10. No, I said, while well, some of these games.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I can, I can agree that. Some of those games are really good. To...
2: There were a couple other ones there too. Lego it's... City Undercover, Luigi's Mansion. I don't even know how
0: why how or why. Basically that. the games stuff. Still... Basically, the games that were released in, in February or March, um, you, all those big titles, some of them were pushed back uh, from yeah. the holiday period. Um, all reason. of these titles, to a T, did not meet, at some level or another, their sales expectations that were set by their publishers and or developers. Well, yeah, what Why kind was of sales
2: expectation case? would Luigi's Mansion have? I mean, did they even expect to sell anything?
3: They had a pretty big... Uh, fan bias, like, um, to Nintendo. And I mean, the one thing that killed it, I think, for that game, at least, at least, was that it was only for 3DS and not the Wii U.
0: Or the yeah, DS. Or
3: the yeah. DS, yeah, that too. That
2: another, kind of burned it, I think. Another great uh, intellectual but, uh, property move from Nintendo. Where do you go, well, guys.
0: What I think is also, as well, when you think about it, because since we're at the tail end of this generation, there are more... Theoretically, more consoles out that can play these games than at any point in time in this generation, yet there are there's a bigger picture of there are less consumers actually buying video games than at any point in time in this generation, which seems like a weird dichotomy of the two. Why is this the case and I was hoping you know tonight we could delve into that further, although two of the surprises this year, Nino Cooney. And also, as Fire Emblem Awakening, both have exceeded their sales expectations. Oh, yeah.
1: Easy. And that we
0: covered on our last podcast. Um, if you get a chance to listen to it, it's a great podcast in detail on JRPGs as a whole. Just wanted to plug that in on the podcast page at yourgamesource.com. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I think,
3: um, I mean, tell me if, if, if everyone else thinks the same thing as me, but do you think there's too
0: many games coming out at one time or within near each other? And I, I think mean, a lot of these games were meant for the holiday season but they all pushed them back again because they saw the market as a whole declining and they were hoping that being that this is the last part of this generation that's uninterrupted by new technology i.e. Yeah. the seven the new next xbox and the ps4 um which do you say they exist can we say that you say they exist
3: <laughs> Um, you won't catch me on uh, camera or microphone. Okay, but, fair uh, enough.
1: <laughs> so they're still but the at least,
3: okay. At least for the next uh, for the next few months, uh, and even the past few months, uh, almost the past year, they just seem to have been releasing so many games. That well, you know that's what, Chris, you may have a point. What,
0: may, you have, may have a point on, as far as you denying that those exist, because we have yet to see a physical console. Yeah that's true PlayStation. And you know come later this year They could just all be just like rehashed PlayStation 3's Except for a crossed out 3 there's a 4 You yeah. never know
3: You yeah, never I, know I can definitely see that so, All the unsold
0: PlayStation 3's There you go yeah,
3: But come E3 I might have a I might either have to change my position Or just be completely wrong
1: If it exists I'm taking a picture of you With each one
3: <laughs> Me crying next to each one
1: exactly
0: <laughs> well why is uh i I could agree with you that there were so many released during such a a not a what's traditionally not been a very very strong sales period of time i mean this um this what eight nine week period um usually you see this type of uh video game action as far as titles being released during the holiday season, don't you think, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, and especially like Bioshock, Gears of War, Uh, I could have seen Tomb Raider, maybe even Crisis. Uh, I mean, those are types of games that I think if they could release them at at, like holiday season, then by God, they would do well,
0: well better than what they've already done. Well, several of them were earmarked for holidays, but they all got pushed back for one reason or another. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, on that note, can I ask a question and try and answer the question of why? Uh, of course. Since a, a lot of these were slated originally to be towards the holiday season, do you think maybe that the expectations that they had for them, they never changed from the expectations that they had for the original holiday release? Therefore, it never met the exceptions because it was unrealistic at this point.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, Keeping I can tell that,
0: you... A Oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Uh,
3: oh, sorry. No, I, I mean they could keep a quota for like a couple million sales, and then they push it back to a time when no one's buying, and they still keep that quota of a couple million sales. It's not exactly
1: because at the holiday time it would have been realistic, but now not so much.
0: Yeah. Well, I could tell you um, in the fallout of the Square Enix debacle with their CEO stepping down, yeah, and their their company taking a massive loss. Um, they the games that were produced in North America and in Europe and non the non Japanese games that they say were severely disappointing in their minds. Um, I'll give you for instance, Sleeping Dogs was targeted to two uh, for a two to two and a half million sales run. Um, let me see, Hitman was slated for a four to five million run. But uh,
3: that was in
0: October. That's expected. No, no, that's. No, four to five million sold. Period. Oh, t- oh my bad. Over the no, lifetime. In lifetime. Okay. And uh, also as well, um, Tomb Raider is is expect- was expected to do upwards of six million uh, with the monk marketing and and financial strength and the uh, uh, behind it. And unfortunately, none of those titles, um, you know. They got relatively close or in the low end of those uh uh expectations, but you know neither of those three met really when it comes down to it. They were several as a as as combined they they were several million off from what they wanted to do, and that's a major reason why um Square Enix is in the position they were in is because they overspeculated instead of just taking a better guess of what the market's going to allow'cause i um I just want to know. From your guys' opinions, when I wrote that piece, exactly why that is um, that there's more consoles out there, but there's yes less people buying games. Anyone mm. want, have, have thoughts on that? I mean, uh, Chris, you're on the front lines.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, if people already have the consoles, they probably have the games they want, or they're they're looking out for the games they want. Um, even with all this advertisement, I mean, it makes some games look good to buy. But if people already have their mindsets because they've had a console for a while, they know what what's good in video games, what they like, what they don't like. If they're a shooter, they're going to look at the shooters more or less. They're going to look at Crisis, Dead Space, Gears of War, so forth. A game like Tomb Raider comes out, they'll be like, oh, that's an adventure, I'm more into shooters. No. So no matter how much advertising they put into it, it's not going to convince a, a shooter fan to get it. Vice versa with every other type of genre. If you're a puzzle fan, you might like this. A simulator fan, you might like that. But uh, I think people just are too... They already know what they want, and they're just waiting for that next game to come out. They're not looking for a wide variety of different types of games now. Perhaps. I'm just guessing. Uh,
1: so you think there's more? there's less overall gamers and more... Kind of straightforward. They already, you know, hey, this is all I'm going to really look at and play, and I'm not going to worry about everything else unless it catches my eye enough.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, a lot of people, even if you're not strictly one genre, you already know what games you wanted from the year before. Like at E3 last year, I said, okay, give me Gears of War and give me uh, uh, the South Park RPG game, and those are my only two I really wanted. Then I ended up getting Tomb Raider. I ended up getting Lego C- or not Lego City, um, Sim City. Um, and I mean, a couple games like that. Just because you would have really
2: wasted money on getting on getting that South Park game, really?
3: N- no, I'm not going to waste money when it does come out.
2: I just, I think that the, I think the market is slowly becoming dominated by smartphone apps and phone uh, and uh, games.
3: Yeah, but a smartphone definitely cannot hold the the graphic intensity of a console. However,
2: TV. however the price point is more appealing to people than paying $70 a game. And Plus I think
0: with the, also the uh, free to play when you got these games that are free to play and they just continually, you know, yeah. go on go on and go on. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, you could be literally playing it for forever. Even
2: even games off Steam are pur- uh, purchasing all digital copies are still cheaper than wasting money on the retail MSRP price you're paying in the stores for box products and not only that not only are digital downloads i think are becoming a more fluid and more easily available and more convenient way of purchasing even though i have uh, some beefs with the way steam works however um outside of that uh, i think smartphone technology and apps and games are not only becoming more graphically um amazing however um, their, their price point is just more enticing and more adaptive to just the way the, the economic shift has been. So, um, I think, um, until these people decide that we're not paying $70 a game, 64, 64, whatever we end up paying with tax, here yeah, in Nevada. there you go, um, I just think until they drop the price and they realize that we are not paying that much money for those games anymore, I, I think it's gonna continue to to decline.
3: Yeah.
2: Seventy bucks is too much for a game, man. It is. Even even for as good as Tomb Raider was, I wouldn't buy it for sixty four bucks. Even though yeah. I give it ten. Yeah. But that's
1: also why you see so many price drops a lot faster now compared to the days when we were all in the game stores.
2: Yeah. I mean, it took a while, but it took took a while to do a price drop. Look how
1: many of them now had drop a lot faster.
2: Yeah. yeah, I
1: just yeah. I mean,
2: even like uh, I mean, even Bioshock, I couldn't, I just couldn't bring myself to pay full retail price for it. I had a I had a Best Buy gift card and uh, and I ended up using that using that to get. I just for the for the twelve hours of gameplay, approximately, I got out of Bioshock. It's still even as great as a game as it was despite what we had discussed. Um, I, still, it's just it, – I, I, I can't find – even Final Fantasy, one, one of my favorite genres, I cannot justify over $60 expense anymore. It's just, it's just not worth it.
3: So you're saying you're not going to get the new one if and when it comes out? Like well, I mean
2: I, I, I will. However, I'm not going to pay full re, uh, retail
3: MSRP for it. I'll wait till it drops the price. So you won't get it at release then, unless you have a Walmart, Best Buy, GameStop gift card or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if I got a gift card for some reason or something, yeah, for sure. If, I, if I'm going to pay for it half price or something, absolutely, I'll get it on. You know, I I, I would consider getting it on release day, but okay. to to pay full retail price for it, no, I, I'll wait till it drops.
1: And maybe a lot more people have that same mentality right now.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame them. I mean. You know, I and and you know, my situation is is obviously you know in comparison to to other 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 individuals is is obviously very different. Um, you know, my financial situation is obviously very different than yours, Jamie, than your, you know Gerald. I mean, I, I think we're all on different levels on what 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 we consider to be affordable. However, if you expand that same concept to you know every consumer within you know not only the United States but other countries. Um, you know depending on their economic situation you know be that what it may i i just think the the um, not that gaming's becoming so much less popular i think it's it's just becoming popular in in other areas because personally i think smartphone technology is probably in more hands of people in the world than gaming consoles are and I think they're more readily uh, accessible. And I, and if I had to bet, and I, unfortunately, I don't have any statistical knowledge to back this up. However, I'm just making a conjecture that if I had to bet that there are more people in the world who own a smartphone than they do gaming
3: consoles. Well, yeah, I mean that's com- that's almost common sense, I would say.
2: And
0: apps. Guys, the- can, can you hold up here? I'm going to take a. Guys, can you hold up here? I'm going to take a call on my Wee. Hold on. Hello. Hello
3: did did, oh, did you get through?
0: no no, oh, Bad no hold on, and...
1: let me pull out the engage. Oh wait, those there don't exist go. anymore
0: yeah, I have one uh, so do <laughs> I <laughs> it's sad. mine
1: was free though I didn't buy it, so
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I did
3: but, but...
1: Wow, wow.
3: so but the one thing though is. Like not every person that has a cell phone wants to play games. Some people use their cell phones for business, for um, for family, or just for contacts of of people. The people I, that want to play games, I would say almost every single one would have a gaming console. Even that they will have a cell phone as well. They get a gaming console just to play the games.
2: Yeah, but I mean, there's, and I mean, I wasn't saying that everybody that everybody who has a smartphone plays games. I, mm. I mean. I, I think that there there's always going to be. Well, I shouldn't say always. I mean that's that's a really stretch of the imagination there. But I think there will probably always be a market specifically for hardcore gamers. However, um, I I have to disagree that. You know, I I think I, again. I think gaming is going more towards um, you know uh, playing on your iPad, playing on your tablet, playing on your iPhones and your your Galaxies, and I just think that compared to what games originally were when they were just really you know rinky dink solitaire and and even 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 when the the uh, the app markets were were becoming more saturated with these third party games that were kind of ah, okay. I mean I don't mind paying a buck for it. I mean now, I mean now you have games like uh, you know Lunar, for instance. I remember back playing that on the PlayStation One. Lunar Silver Star Story. Well, they have a full, you know, they have the full game on iPad. I mean, now, you know, now they're now they're converting PSX titles over to. I mean, I don't know how many of them. I that's really the only one I've really looked for. But you know, they're now they're making games that we uh, classics that we used to be able to enjoy on the PlayStation, and they're converting them to, um, you know be able to be played on, on your on your tablet. And, and I'm not saying that, I mean, there's tablets, the advancements of tablets, even at what they are at this stage, I think you, you reach a point where there's just only so much you can really do on it. It's just, I mean, you know, in, in that respect, gaming consoles will always be able to perform um, at a much higher capacity than, than our tablets ever will be. But graphically and power-wise, I don't think at least at this stage, even with the new consoles coming out. I just don't know if they're going to be up to par on, on how powerful and the build that you can build a PC at. So, I, I mean, yeah, there's always going to be a market for hardcore gamers who prefer platforms. There's always going to be a market for people who like, they prefer PC games. And that's sure why Steam is so, so successful. But I think there is a pretty significant population that is is going towards just strictly mobile gaming
1: but look how smart some of these places are i mean take that you know take injustice it's coming out you know soon this month and you've got them with an ios app that looks amazing because i checked it out and it ties hand in hand not only with its own self but with the console version as well Yeah. yeah so that makes you go man so i'm playing it here but then again i got to get the console version and play it as well so they're they're finding the ways to integrate the two and make them meet in the middle
3: that's smart that's a smart marketing move yeah so if people do that and i well call of duty technically did that as well you just never really noticed it with um with elite the elite yeah how you can access your your data from a smartphone and stuff for free if you had elite
1: Right. It's um, going to just get more and more stuff like that. That's just
2: the way it's going to be. It's like it's like in that in that circumstance. It's like, what significance does that serve at all? Hey, dude, check out my stats from Call of Duty. I, I mean... That's about it. It's like, who... Pretty cares? Much, yeah.
3: it's a, same difference if you're uh, talking about Injustice, though. Injustice, all you're doing is you're putting together on this app is cards of your fighters, and well,
1: it, that's exactly. about it. Right, it's and like, you're unlocking... From what I can tell at this point, useless things for either version.
3: Yeah, it's like having uh, the Pokemon cards and having the Pokemon game on your DS. There you yeah. go. They they work one in another, but you can't really do much with them.
2: Right. Yeah. and it's just it's like it's it's irrelevant. That's why I I think just like you know for instance like uh you you know like Black Ops for instance I I uh, and and the zombie component of it you know when when zombies weren't really the focus of of black ops i think that's when the zombies uh that's when the that's when that zombie component was actually was actually really fun to play i think they when they didn't so much make that the focus of the game but you know with the new black ops i think they they made they made the the focus being zombies such a uh such I don't want to say one of the core concepts of the game, but a maybe core concept of the game, maybe a side concept. I I think that compared to like the, the black ops zombies, I think the second one sucks. I I, I don't think I, I I think they probably for the most part did a pretty bad job on it, actually. So, I, I mean, just progressively, like for instance, uh, when I was, um, again, when I referencing an article I read earlier today, um, with the anticipation of there being another call of duty coming out. Guys, when does it stop? There's only so many times you can redo the map. I mean, there there's there's and and you know, I I don't care what anybody says, you know, if you guys want to write to me and tell me that I'm out of my freaking mind and I'm wrong, go, you know, more power to you. I don't really care. But, well, I want to where read can they,
0: by the way, where can they write that to? <laughs> you
2: know, do you take any opportunity you can to interject advertisement in these podcasts?
0: That's correct and that's com. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you know, if, if you, you know, you want or to also cow- as well our forum page. We've got an awesome forum page that we just put up. It's also at yourgamesource.com/forum.html. There, you got two mediums of which
2: you can try to uh, you know, try to harp. And,
1: on. and yeah. not to cut you off Nick, but it's a cash cow. I, that's that's what I was all it is. It's a cash cow. And if it's not broke, why would they mess with it? Why not? I mean if I, if I, I, I had that ability, I would do it. But why why continue to buy the uh, the same exact game? Why? Because, because
3: everyone is else is doing, doing it. You
1: something and change just a little bit of something else. It doesn't need to be a lot. And it's enough. I just I can't understand.
2: I just can't, I can't understand what what people continually get so excited over playing the exact same game over and over again.
1: But see, everybody says that about Call of Duty. It's not just Call of Duty. Everyone's doing it. Halo's done it. Pokemon does it. Yeah. Well, nobody says anything about all those. No, no, but I, 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 I have to, I have
2: to agree with you though. I'm not, and you're right. I'm just picking on Call of Duty, but I, you know, I got, you know, I have my beef about, uh, about, um, Madden. I, I mean, you've heard me, yeah. you've heard me go on my gripes before, <laughs> Matt. I absolutely agree. Pokemon's not excluded from it. Uh, you know, look at all the the freaking expansion packs of World of Warcraft. I mean, it's the same thing. And they I, I another mean, one. You have all mm-hmm. these games. You know, Diablo. I mean, what? How much has that game changed in the last century? I mean, we'll
1: now it's coming to consoles. Remember?
3: <laughs> Amazing.
2: I, I mean, it's just these games don't differ. Yet people continue to waste money on the same crap. They just take it, redo it a little bit. And resell it the same garbage over and over and over and over again, and I just cannot
1: understand why people continue to just buy into it, um, guys. Because until so, the next big thing comes out that everyone else does it with, it's going to stay that way. It's yeah. just an evolution. It's happened all through video game history, if you think about it. Yeah, I guess. And
3: I mean, they've got you buying it too, Nick. I mean, it's—I know you say why do people do this, but you're buying them too. Whether it's Call of Duty or not, I mean, there's a bunch of games that I'm pretty sure you've bought a third or fourth sequel to.
1: Even just talking about it, you're giving them what they want.
3: Yeah. And also, well, I mean, like but, Final Fantasy. What what are they on? 14, 15, 18, However, twenty two. they are just too many. Final high.
1: Defense. Yeah. There's like eight not, of them on mine. In Final <laughs> Fantasy's
2: Defense though, because some of the games some of the games have been garbage and I have no I have no problem as, as a fan of the series having being able to say that. But yeah. the the difference is is that each of those games is different. Mm. Each of those games is different. Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Black Ops, they basically take the same stuff, change the characters around, modify the maps, add some new weapons in there, and that's it. That's all they do.
1: And it sells. So you're telling me at the end of the day there's something completely different about every single Final Final Fantasy game? They don't, somewhere in the middle... Still have the same core?
3: The, the, you, every character looks the same to me. Like they change their hair how, a little bit. How
2: can, you say, how can you say that? That every character looks the same?
3: Because all they do is they change their hair a little bit and then make them move in a different way and change their clothes. That's it.
2: So you're, telling, you're telling me compared to Final, compare Final Fantasy X to Final Fantasy XIII. You're telling me that you see character similarities between X and XIII.
3: Yeah, a little bit.
1: I see about, character about similarities between Kingdom in, Hearts and Final Fantasy
2: yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I do see similarities between them, and, but I, I have to disagree with you. I'm, I'm sorry. I well, there no, obviously I the characters before, look
3: different from Final Fantasy Four and Thirteen because of the graphic details. But if you take like Eleven uh, and Thirteen or Thirteen and Fourteen when it's out, they'll basically look the same to me. I wouldn't know which characters in which game.
2: I don't know. I I, I have to I have to disagree. Oh, okay. I, I mean I, I I can understand in the earlier iterations of that particular series yeah. i I have to agree I mean you know but a lot of it was probably copy cut and paste I mean yeah you got your black mage you got your white mage you got your uh, you know you got your fire you got your healer and all that other crap you know you got your blue, red, blue mage red mage I understand those you know those similarities and even even maybe Jamie regarding what you said in in that instance yeah I mean I'm sure probably when you get down to the nitty-gritty, uh, the overall concept – I, I think the, over, the overall concept of the Final Fantasy series, maybe they follow some kind of – but I, maybe some kind of trend. But that you could apply that that physic to any game. Uh, you're a good guy. You're going after the bad guy. Uh, you go through different things. You grow through your journey, and then you become almighty and powerful, and you kill the bad guy at the end. I mean you could apply that same physic to any game.
3: Yeah. Of course you can. So, I mean... Are you saying that every game is the same, then?
2: I I mean, in its core... Call of Duty and Final Fantasy? In its core, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Including Final Fantasy. Yeah. That would be a sick crossover. I'm (laughs) just saying.
3: So so I guess that's why I like Bejeweled so much. It's
1: not the same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No way, because that's still a game, so it's core. It is still the same. So, you know, you need to level up your jewels. Ah,
3: geez, you're right. (laughs)
1: And then you've got a prestige after you get them all. <laughs> they're not jewels; they're materia. Uh oh. I was talking about bejeweled, thank you, not Final yeah. Fantasy, <laughs> sir. Don't uh-huh. so uh-huh. make me call lightning. Yeah, I, I
2: now whether or not they should they should have made a continuation of thirteen
1: two, I don't, I don't know, but. but Notice, Gerald's just been quiet this whole time because he's playing Angry Birds. He's like, "Forget you guys! This game's different than everything. I'm gonna play Angry Birds."
0: <laughs> no, actually, I was just admiring the Angry Nick podcast, uh, the episode sixty-two, which you can again listen on our wonderful podcast page at yourgamesource.com. It's the best, or what some consider the worst of Angry Nick in What's all that? its glory. Well, Although I, I think you probably, ten? I think you, I think you probably heard that tonight as well. So.
1: Yeah. It's only been an hour, and that's like plug number 10. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs>
3: I think, Drill, I think yeah. we can get another three more
0: in there easily. Oh, at least. Yeah. I will you. try. <laughs>
1: and once it. he gets them in, where the, can they go to find that at, Joe? No. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> you set that. He up. already set it enough. <laughs> uh, of course. Thank you, Jamie. It's www.yourgamesource.com, the place to go for everything video games i
1: like it you know you're gonna have to cut out quite a bit of spark are you kidding it's getting so simple we won't even have to say it anymore it'll just happen
3: yes so about gears of war and you can read about that on your game (laughs) source. all
1: right so all right
3: so so now now that we went off on the 10 tangents uh
2: I don't know but and we have a round table of doom segment to do and then
0: and then Wait, we,
1: have, we have a round uh, table of what?
0: a round table of doom <laughs> <laughs> and we'll do that right after the break the oh, round okay. table of doom I can the round table of doom okay end of break
1: <laughs> Sweet, now we get to bash Mickey.
0: Well no, I yeah. wanted to put the, I wanted to put someplace I could put the Imperial March in, that's why. So Ah, oh uh, you
1: were thinking God. the same thing I was.
0: Yep, I already have it. So yeah, Nick, you can start bring us back whenever you're ready and the five count. five, dun, 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 four, dun.
2: three, two, Chris, lead us in.
3: Wait, what?
1: It's time for
3: Ah, it's Thank time. You,
0: for the round table of doom
2: <laughs> So, huh? round table of doom.
1: Uh. Insert lightsaber sound. <sniffs> the death of Lucas Arts.
3: <laughs> Lucas is doomed.
0: Basically in a nutshell, can you uh, explain what happened, Nick?
2: Yes. And just for the record, they are doomed since Disney was the one who bought them. Disney purchased all aspects of Star Wars franchise, including the development studio behind many of the hits from the 80s, 90s, and earlier this generation, which means your beloved Star Wars is going to become tunized and tainted by Disney's little. Hey, 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 hey.
3: They're not that.
2: Yeah, well, they're f- enough. Uh, I thought wow. he said furry.
3: Fur- Whoops.
2: Furry <laughs> and. P- for, for, Shuttered Lucas Arts for good. Wait, I wouldn't put that on the
0: pie. I w- wouldn't say that, Nick. That might not get the right people after you. <laughs> yeah. Disney is a powerhouse, you know.
1: I uh, I've seen them make people disappear. Okay, let me.
2: Let me, let me make a revision to my earlier statement. Um. Hold on, let, let
1: me let me let me get let me gather myself here. It's an animatronic and it's a small world.
0: <laughs> did you just say let me get <laughs> Did you just say let me get out of myself for a second here?
2: Oh, I said let me gather myself here for a second. Okay. Either oh. way it sounds
3: gross.
2: <laughs> <Disturbing>. As, <laughs> I my opinion about about Disney having purchased LucasArts is that they are going to Disneyize it. Even
0: though that is not a word, I just made it a word. Epic. Well, let's put it, let's look at it like this. Let's, let's let's break it down one by one. Okay, normally, like I said, we don't want to deal with anything outside video games. But when you do, when you have to talk about LucasArts being shuttered by Disney, you have to look at the whole picture of what they purchased. They purchased from everything from licensing the toys, overseeing that, obviously overseeing the movie franchise, DVDs, Blu-rays, and licensing from everything Star Wars then they also looked at the the Lucas Arts development studio as a whole and if it was actually going to be profitable long term for them to to be something that's competitive long term i'm going to start off by saying the disney purchase and acquisition has helped the star wars franchise in fact you know how can you say it hasn't because there's new star wars movies on the way because Disney has now in control of it. They now have given new life to this, this franchise, which we thought all was dead already. So many of us, many of us, you know, who enjoy the star Wars franchise and who wanted a continuation of it, you know, even through the episode one debacle and, and how many people didn't like that and, and so on, but who still love the the, the ongoing, you know, saga are going to be able to see, you know, their plan is long term for a hundred years from now for more Star Wars films, which, yep. which was George Lucas's original idea. Gerald, let me stop. Let me stop you there for just a second though,
2: because of Disney's image. And I know some of their, some of their movies in comparison contrast this, but because of Disney's image, the level of violence and you have to agree, the level of violence in Star Wars is not always a real child friendly watch.
0: I disagree with you on that because they don't have to tag the Disney th- uh, studios on it. Remember, they also own Miramax. Miramax and Buena Vista. And Touchstone. Those are, those are all under their umbrella. They don't have to use – if it's something to that doesn't appeal to them under the Disney banner, they can put um, under all those – Different uh, pictures companies. In fact, Miramax has you know shows you know I believe they've done PG, PG thirteen, and R rated movies under the Miramax banner, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so, okay. I mean, that's never mind then. then. Then I mean that that has that's I mean understand if you're putting it under the Disney. Now, mind you, if since it's Star Wars, I'm I'm imagining they're going to put it under the Disney banner. Um, I mean, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, for instance, that was under the Disney banner. Um, even uh, John Carter, which you know had a, was that a PG or PG thirteen movie? I'm not sure. Um, so anyone can help me out on that. That was also under the Disney banner, and that was they had a little bit of questionable stuff in it. I think you know Star Wars gives gets a pass, and and no matter what level of violence that they've shown on it. And I think that uh, it's going to be under the Disney banner, and I think they're going to get the rating that they want because it's it's Disney. So even if it goes to a PG or PG thirteen, that it's still going to you know be under the Disney banner regardless. I think they're willing to take that risk because it not only sells more merchandise, but also as well when they add those themes to theme parks. You know, as, as far as they're concerned, and, which you know inevitably they're going to expand on it and do more than they're doing already in in the theme parks. Um, regarding Star Wars, then that's going to make a lot of money for them. What I want to touch on as well, this leads me into the LucasArts aspect. LucasArts has uh, only really produced substantial games of note by themselves as an entity. We're not talking SWOTOR, because SWOTOR is not their BioWare. baby. Yeah, it's Bioware EA. Um, it's basically for this generation, if I'm not mistaken it's been the star wars of force unleashed which was a solid hit for them but on the force unleashed 2 um, were their main games in this generation correct yeah and those those came out several years ago now they were doing star wars 1313 but they they scrapped uh star wars battlefront 3 and also star wars first assault has never made seen the light of day as well so i think um they just saw it as a profit loss issue and and here's this game here's a studio that's not really doing anything and hasn't you know as far as making games on a yearly basis because I think that's what what it comes down to you need to produce if you're going to be a publisher, you need to publish games every single year at least one if not two, and they just didn't see that at this point in time out of out of that company and I think you know their goal now. And their idea now outside of Disney Infinity when it comes to the video game genre, they th- they feel with the amount as, – as, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the podcast about the number of people actually buying video games. If this case uh, holds true, then it's more profitable and advantageous to them to just license it out to an EA, to an Activision. To a Square Enix, to a Capcom, whoever they decide to go to, as far as making the next Star Wars Star Wars games, the Star Wars games won't stop. It's just that they're going to be doing more collaborations with EA, uh, you know, like for SWTOR in the future, because they saw that even though SWTOR hasn't met the expectations that they wanted, you know, Luke, all LucasArts had to do, and you know, really to, you know, they I'm sure they provided a lot of technical aspects to it as well. But Bioware did most of the work for them and they all they have to do in the future going forward is just license, you know, hey, that's a good idea for Star Wars. We'll just go ahead and pitch it out and let Activision, you know, take most of the costs, yet we'll reap, you know, a good portion of the profits, correct? Sounds all right. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty much what it comes down. To. It's a profit loss deal. In the market these days where where games of a uh, Star Wars nature is gonna cost you one hundred million dollars to make, I mean and you need a, a, a Lucasarts was a publisher, and yeah. and and to pu- a publisher that's not publishing games is not a good publisher. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, the last one they did was Star Wars: The Force Unleashed Two, and that didn't, you know, send any box office records to my knowledge. And the problem is. They were living, you know. They were so used to living off the residuals of the rest of the Star Wars franchises that they that they, you know, got full of themselves and didn't have to produce anything. So yeah,
2: I, had, I had a lot more. I lot. I had a lot higher expectations for that game than I was. I was very underwhelmed.
0: See, it's just you know you can look at it. You know that way as, oh, why did Disney do this? Like like a lot of the internet and a lot of the gaming fanboys out there look at it. But you know what? I see it as Disney. They've gotten their act together since the mid nineties when they were struggling hard. They've got some real good people in place that know what they're doing. They've got there's some real good people that know fat and how to trim the fat. Just like with the Epic Mickey games. I think they see it as money. I see I think they see
2: it as money
0: why can't, why why have your own internal houses do it and spend all that money yourself when you can just license the material out for instance, the epic Mickey and junction uh, Junction point studios they didn't make the money after two epic Mickey games the first one sold okay pretty good the second one didn't do squat you know what goodbye it's because it won't
2: because i because it won't be the same it won't be the same that's
0: why why do you say that because Swotor you know even though it has not Garnered anywhere near the sales expectations that they wanted. Critically, as far as the game is concerned, Chris, you've did you play it? What, SWOTOR? Yes.
3: Yeah, I played it for a little bit.
0: Yeah, we I'm dedicated a podcast it. to it, and you can find that podcast also on our podcast page at yourgamesource.com. But I'm just saying that SWOTOR provided uh, for many an experience, you know, that was pretty good. Um so they see hey we could we license this out to a solid and reputable developer, this Star Wars idea, what have you, even if they resurrect thirteen thirteen or something else, that they'll be able to, it's a it's a windfall for them because they don't have to put much money into it, but they can get a lot more money out of it.
3: No, I mean that's a very very in depth statement, I should say. <laughs>
0: hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean that's yeah, I don't really believe it or not, I am kind of I'm kind of out of out of fuel on, on that topic. I, I just you know I just see as a I just see I just see Disney as an entity just uh you know they see it as money. I mean that's that's just the way I see it. They see it as an opportunity to make money on it and that that's why they made the decision they did.
3: Well, that was a good decision though. I mean, hell if anyone else could have gotten it like Activision or EA, I mean that would have just Yeah, but LucasArts LucasArts is LucasArts for a reason. They historically they they
2: are Star Wars. They are Star Wars. That's that's that is their meat and potatoes. That is that is who Luke, LucasArts is. They they are yeah. Star Wars.
0: But that yep. is the problem. That's There is the problem. You cannot make a Star Wars game every single year, and obviously they weren't even coming close to that. But that the- means they've
2: also purchased the rights for the movies. Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: No, you're... You're talking about LucasArts, the game. We're not, Lucasfilm is different from LucasArts.
2: Oh, see, I, and I apologize. That was, I, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. I thought LucasArts, I thought when they purchased the Star Wars name, they, they own all rights to anything Star Wars.
0: Yes, they do. They own Lucasfilm is the entity that is responsible for the Star Wars film. And that is very much alive. And, you know, obviously with Star Wars movies on the way, that part is fine but Lucas LucasArts is just the game studio that was responsible for producing the games. The problem there is they weren't, you know, people seem to remember Day of the Tentacle, Full Throttle, Secret Monkey Island, Maniac Mansion, and all those games. The problem is those games is and they don't have anything in a repertoire that they're making outside of the Star Wars game that they release once every three, four years. Well, and, yeah,
2: but, but I thought them... Uh, And again, obviously I must be mistaken here. I thought and I was under the impression that when they made that purchase, they were not paying all that money just for gaming rights. I figured they were purchasing it for Star Wars in its entirety. They did. Yeah, they
0: purchased Star Star Wars in, in its entirety. I'm telling you that Disney last week just closed the video game portion of it. As far as the video game producing portion of it, they did not close down any other part of the the, the Star Wars franchise that they now own so but my I, but
2: but that's where I was getting into that aspect where it's just not going to be the same then moving away from the gaming side moving into the into the money into the movies because that's you, you I'm, I'm sure we can agree that the movie aspect is is really going to be a very significant Uh, Cash flow for
0: them, but they didn't close Lucasfilm Studios. Lucasfilm Studios is still going to be on there. You see the first thing you see when you watch Star Wars 7 that's coming out whenever twenty fifteen or whenever, you know, with all the old stars and whatnot. The first thing you're going to see is Lucasfilm Limited pop up on the screen because that's still very much an entity. Disney owns Lucasfilm, but uh, I
1: don't underneath say a Disney company or whatever. But why? I mean, I, I guess with, with,
2: with Lucas being such a successful... I mean, they can continue making Star Wars movies for, for pretty much forever and always... And,
0: and, that's always what, make, and that's what George Lucas wanted them to do. When he sold Disney the company, that's what his goal was, to have a company that's going to be in place for a century at least so that they can keep on making films... For Star Wars films for the next century. He oh, really? realized he was not going to be able to live that long to see this for, come out, Come out. so he sold it, his entire Star Wars property, to Disney so that they can continue the Star Wars franchise. Oh,
2: okay.
0: The only thing that they closed last week was the video game portion of it.
2: Well, that's ours.
0: That wasn't making that wasn't making them any money that portion of the Star Wars franchise that wasn't generating any revenue at this very point in time I can I can understand that
2: I, I can I'm told I'm totally with it on that I mean I can understand I mean you're right you made an excellent point I mean
0: and that doesn't mean well let me say this again it doesn't mean that the end there's going to be the end of Star Wars games let's say Activision comes along and says hey we really like Star Wars 13 the, you know activision will help them produce it all disney has to do is say here here's a star wars license and there you go you can now go ahead and make this game
2: i, I guess so i was you just
0: get, you get this profit from it so i guess
2: i guess just hearing that i was i was fearful that the the star wars movies and everything that we've so grown to love you know disney was going to taint them and and you know they weren't going to be the same anymore
0: no it's still going to be based in the same universe in fact many of the same individuals who were responsible for the last set of star wars movies are still going to be a part of it and george lucas at least while he's alive is still going to have significant influence you know he yeah. as he stated when he originally sold it his retirement is based off of whatever disney does because he basically you, you know with the 400 some odd, you know billion million or whatever that that disney bought lucas for lucas you know the lucas the star wars franchise for yeah basically that's in disney stock so he now owns all this in, in investment in disney to do so so So
1: he's a very strong consultant
2: <laughs> uh, he's a very influential consultant
0: <laughs> So what I was asking is, is this a smart move for Disney? Because as Chris will tell you and as Jamie will tell you, in the past week, I've, we've seen and read a ton of stuff where people are just going off in arms about their beloved LucasArts, the video game portion Luke called LucasArts. You know, being closed down when in all actuality they really haven't produced much over the past few years and it was just a purely financial decision. And going forward, that doesn't mean that's going to be the end of any Star Wars games. Am I right, Chris?
3: Yeah, that's right. It's, it's just something, if you're not doing anything with it, you might as well sell it, have someone else work on it, and then.
1: Yeah. yeah. Either way, you're going to make money. Why bleed money before you make it? Yeah. Well, especially because they didn't really come out with anything that was really a
2: box office hit or, well, I guess that's not really the right, right way to put it for gaming, but there's not, it didn't really, I don't think they really came up with anything that was really, uh, you know, really. Not Star Wars,
0: yeah. Not since Star Wars, the force unleashed that sold yeah. very good. That, that was very strong, but yeah. that was 2007. So,
2: yeah, I don't really, I mean, in that aspect of it, I mean, yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're going to sit and camp on a, uh, I, I mean, not Disney, obviously, since they bought it out. But I mean, it, as, as well, heart. they're going
0: to treat it. They're going to treat it the way they treat the Marvel franchises. Here, Activision, we're going to give you the rights to make a game off of Deadpool. There you go. Here, exactly. Activision, we're going to make you let you make a game off of Spider-Man. Here, but the problem is, you, we need to cut of whatever eventual profits you get. There you go. So, yeah.
1: thirteen, thirteen, another Battlefront. They're all quite possible. If anything, it's probably better for. The gaming population that it goes this route.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll we'll see we'll see good games in the future.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. But May we. Force, uh, well, hold on. May the force be with oh,
2: <laughs> Hey, the the echo might actually work for that. No. This is
1: the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> Use the dupe.
2: Well, everyone, I think we, I think we pretty much sum that topic up. What do you think?
3: Uh, I think it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, clear to everyone now that's listening as well as to the people talking. Yes. Sum up.
2: All right. Well, uh, as, uh, as always, you know, thank you guys for, for tuning in and listening to us. And, uh,
0: Oh, I got a special thank you. I got a special thank you to Mountain Dew to helping Nick get through this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and that
2: special Mountain Dew—that's going to be the result of me crashing here in the next couple of minutes. So, uh, thanks, uh, you know, thanks, Chris, for popping on, man.
3: Yeah, no problem.
0: That was my pleasure. Good to have you,
2: you
3: know,
0: on here, Jamie Gerald, of course. Thanks for joining us, guys, and. Um, oh wait, uh, Chris, I did want to say that uh, your videos um, will be up, uh, the ones that you've actually posted already. Do you have anything good else coming up, uh for the Killer X Wolf page that you can find uh, on your gamesource.com? Well,
3: uh, an unfortunate event just occurred uh, recently where my computer was out of commission for about two, uh, two weeks, and I lost every file as well as all software on it. Um, and with my luck, I did not have any of it backed up, so uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get back into it, but it might take a couple days till I can get everything back up and running.
0: Meanwhile, they can check out your extensive look at the El Shaddai, uh, yes. game and also as well, your look at Gears of War Judgment on our yes. your gamesource.com YouTube and page.
3: Please go watch them and catch up on it right now because, uh, I want to play the game so bad. So I'm trying to get the, uh, the software and everything up and running. Then once it's up. You'll see many more videos. So,
0: I bet you Chris is going to embrace clouds now. And I, and I did have another congratulations to make, and that would be Mr. Jamie, who is our Game Source spotlighted um, article writer for the month. And uh, Jamie, tell us what you have going on on your page for the insert here column.
1: Let's see. Where did I? Where did we stop? Where did we stop? <laughs> um, I know I threw a couple reviews out there, but I went back to, you know, how I started. I had to get some feelings off my chest. Uh, I don't really appreciate April. So if you want to know why I don't appreciate April as it pertains to gaming, head over onto my page at www.yourgamesource.com. I stole that one from Gerald. Ooh,
0: there you go.
1: Just check it out. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. April is not a bueno month for me, and I'm sure there's got to be others that feel the same.
0: I know there's good things coming about. Um, I didn't want to say our numbers just came in, and I'm going to put a written format uh, on my page. On the Yes Elvis Lives column at yourgamesource.com, a special thank you to everyone out there because we had our highest month last month uh, by over 15%, 17% uh, actually off of last the. January was our second highest month. So yeah, we just appreciate you coming in uh, with so many video game websites going down and people viewing and uh, people interested in in video game websites. Ours going up uh, is quite the compliment. And I do appreciate everyone out there giving us a chance. And we'll hopefully tell your friends. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. So, Nick, what do you have coming up on on your page?
2: Well, um, like I was kind of briefly stating in, uh, you know, with E3, with E3 actually not being too far out, gentlemen, uh, I'll be compiling what my, uh, what top 10 things, uh, rather, I guess not really things, the top 10 impressions of what we, uh, well, I don't know about you Your guys,
0: expectations but, maybe, or for E3? Yeah,
2: impressions, expectations, uh, Kind of an evaluation of what uh, what I expect E3 to to present, how I expect it to present. Uh, I know I kind of went off on a on a uh, on a tangent um, about you know my my uh, retrospectively what I feel um, you know Microsoft's standpoint is as well. You think as, you know <laughs> as well as well as some aspects of Sony. However, I'll get more into the details on that. However, uh, so just. Keep in tune as as E3 uh, quickly uh, we close the gap between uh, now and then. Uh, stay tuned, of course, for uh, for our pre E3 podcast as as that date grows closer, and our post one, of course, and of course, of course, of course. While we're there, while we're there, all of our coverage. Uh, Gerald actually, sadly, will not be joining us this year at E3. However that just means your content will be that much more readily available to you, if I'm not – correct me if I'm wrong, Gerald. That's
0: correct. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. It's going to be up in a faster period of time, both at our our front page. Hopefully, if needed, we'll make an E3 page. Our podcast will be up a lot faster, and also as well, our YouTube page, you know, we'll have a ton of video out there. So that's Um, yourgamesource.com. I will be here in the command center making sure everything goes up very quickly for you.
2: And uh, at some point, we are hoping that we can actually uh, uh, tune in while at the show, because we are going to hook up with Gerald from the command center live at E3.
0: And don't forget our your famous, you know, on the road podcast. <laughs> I don't know
3: if that would quite be the
0: what, same. What, third
3: year running now?
0: Third year running, on the road again. <laughs> oh, I can't wait yeah, to get back be, on the See, road that's again. that's the only time to have, you know, that background noise of you whizzing by at 80 to 90 miles an hour when you preface it with an uh, on the road again podcast. That's when people say, oh, that's okay. I, I don't yeah. mind the shh, shh, shh. <laughs> the,
1: the hum of the
0: freeway. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Nobody cares. Well, on that note,
2: as always, guys, we, we got to get close up for tonight. But thanks again for tuning in. Uh, remember, you can check out the latest, greatest in multimedia gaming news, video, and content, reviews, and blogs at www.yourgamesource.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at yourgamesource.com, and that's D O T C O M. And uh, that will about sum us up for tonight's podcast. Remember, we are 67, going strong into 68. Tune in next time, folks, and thanks for joining us.
0: Have a good one, everyone. Good night, world.
1: See you next time. We'll not really see you.
0: But we'll kind of hear you. No, actually, they'll hear us. Yeah. yeah.
1: They knew what I meant.
0: TTYL. Something like that. Yeah. The force will be with you.
2: Always.